You are listening to episode number 209 of the Pioneering Today podcast. I'm your host, Melissa K. Norris, and this is where we dive into everything living homegrown and handmade, modern homesteading to raise, preserve, and cook your own organic food no matter where you live. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most important thing when it comes to the success of your garden and the health of your plants. And usually, now not always, but most of the time, this is the reason that people have subpar harvests and or issues with their plants. And we are talking about the base and backbone of your garden, and that is your soil health. Now, I know in quite a few previous episodes, we have talked about soil health before, ways to organically increase it, and different things to do. But the reason I want to circle back around to it today and talk about it is one, because it really is that important. And I want to give you a few more tactical tips that you can do right now in the fall. So if you are listening to this episode right when it drops, which if you are a subscriber, then it just shows up automatically in your feed, which I love. And thank you so much for being subscribed. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. You won't be sorry, I promise. But today, right before I recorded this episode for you, I was on a live Q&A with everybody who had purchased the all-access pass to our recent organic gardening workshop. So one of the bonuses was where I jumped on live and we did a live call and everybody could come on and ask me any questions that they had specific to their garden that they needed some help with. So it was really fun. We had people from all over and I love getting to interact. And to chat with you guys, I can't technically say in person because it was online, but it was in lifetime. So we'll leave it at that. And we had a lot of questions, really great questions that came through that we, I was able to give help to people so that they can have a better garden and better success next year. But the thing that I noticed, and I was giving this answer in a, to a lot of the different questions, even though the specific questions were on different things. So some of them were in regards to seed starting. Somebody had had some issues with their starts that they had started from seed indoors, even with the grow light, just weren't growing very well and they weren't producing well for them. And then other people, I had different plants and they were having some troubles too. Now, some of it had to do with the time of year, like the best time of year to plant. And so I'll give you the answer to one of those. One of the specific questions was somebody was having trouble with their broccoli actually producing a head and getting a harvest on their broccoli. And the brassica family, so broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, a lot of those plants, they are not very tolerant of, the, of hot weather. So if you are planting them in the late spring, early summer with the rest of your warm weather crops, like when you would put in your green beans and your corn and your tomatoes and your peppers and your summer squash, your winter squash, all that type of thing. If you're putting them in at the same time as those, then most likely you're not, they're not doing very well for you, especially once you hit July and August, which is typically August is the hottest month for everybody on this continent and in this hemisphere. 
that's their hottest temperatures. And those plants simply do not do well in those really hot times. So just moving the planting time and planting them when they're actually putting the starts in in middle end of summer so that they start to hit their growing stride and when they need to be producing is more in the fall months, that usually will make a big difference. But sometimes it's not weather. This one was actually the planting time that I suggested trying a different planting. But one of the things that we kept coming back to time and time again, and that's the whole point of this episode, is your soil levels and your the specific macro and micronutrients of your soil, and also including along with that, your pH level of your soil. Now, if you did catch the organic gardening workshop, then you know I had a dedicated lesson going through how to do a soil test and the importance of a soil test, along with the ways to amend your soil organically once you get those results back. Now, a lot of times I'm like, well, if I just notice that I'm starting to have this issue with my plants, shouldn't I just amend my soil there for what it is? And with blossom end rot, this is true. Blossom and rot, which I will link to one of my episodes if you are struggling with blossom and rot, especially on your tomatoes, the ways to avoid that when it's specific to tomatoes. But I don't want to just repeat that entire episode right here for you. But for most of your other levels, you need to know the level of what it is in your soil so that you're not amending it too much one way or the other. So most of our soil levels, honestly, they're, it's kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You have got too hot, too cold, and smack dab in the middle is the happy spot. Because if you have too much of a specific nutrient, then it can actually be damaging to your plants as well. And then if you don't have enough, they're really going to struggle in different areas. With the example of nitrogen, if you have too much nitrogen on the really far end of the scale, like say it's you have a lot, then it's super hot and it can actually burn the roots and burn and kill the plant. This is why we never put fresh chicken manure directly on our garden uh, without letting it compost down for a while because it's too hot, too much nitrogen. Then you come back a little bit of the spectrum. So instead of boiling hot, for example, as we're using with Goldilocks here, (laughs) it's just kind of too hot or you just have a little bit too much. Then what can happen is a lot of your fruiting plants or your leafy plants and even some of your root crops as well they will have a lot of lush green growth. So lots and lots of leaves and lots and lots of growth, but they never actually set fruit. So those blossoms that should become our peppers, our tomatoes, our zucchinis, our squash, they don't really set fruit. That can be a sign of too much nitrogen. You're just, you have too much green growth and it's not putting out production wise. And then with some of your root crops, you could have like beautiful beet greens, right? Lots of beautiful leafy carrot parts. But then when you go and pull it up, you hardly got anything on the root part, which is what we want in most of the cases when we're talking about those root crops. Now, that's kind of a broad example with nitrogen because there can be other things that are inhibiting the root development of root crops. It's not just a nitrogen level being too high, though that can be one of them. So that's why I keep circling back to and going over the importance of having a soil test, especially if you notice specific issues or you're having trouble growing different plants. Now, here on our homestead, I have had the same vegetable garden in the same spot where we do our spring, summer, and winter planting. And we are going on 13 years. 
I didn't actually need to do a soil test and still I started to have some signs of exhibiting of some issues in the garden until about three years ago. So then I did a soil test, got it back, and my pH level was off too much for vegetables to grow happily. So I needed to amend for that. And my nitrogen levels were actually quite low. And that explained a lot of the issues that I had been having. So we amended, got those fixed. And then I retested the following year to make sure that I had gotten those levels where I needed them to be. And so the importance of the soil test isn't just to let you know if you have a level that is too high or too low, though that is the key function of it. But it also lets you know how much of the amendment that you need in order to fix it to bring it to the optimal level. And so if you don't actually know how far off it is one way or the other, you don't know how much to use of the appropriate amendment to fix it. Fall is a great time to do a soil test because you'll have time to get it off for the test and then for it to come back. And then you'll have time for you to make those amendments because some of the things like nitrogen, um, a lot of those things will need to break down over the winter months so that it's readily available in the soil for the plants to uptake then in your spring for your spring plantings. But if you're listening to this at a later date, and not when it's just released and it's not the fall time, you can still do a soil test in the winter and the spring. In the springtime, you just need to make sure that it's at least four weeks before you really need to start planting so that you do have some time to make those amendments. And then for some of your amendments, specifically if you need to increase your pH level to make it more, excuse me, I said that kind of could have been backwards. (laughs) If you need to make your soil more acidic, there we go. So it's actually the lower the number on the pH scale. If you need to increase acidity and lower that number on the pH scale, elemental sulfur, you want to make sure it says elemental sulfur and or organic sulfur so that it doesn't have aluminum in it. That is done best when the soil is beginning to warm up and in the springtime, and then it will take it up to a full year to completely work into the soil and begin to totally bring that pH level down. But it's actually better for you to apply that in the spring because if you apply it when it's really cold, it's not going to activate and really get into the soil like it needs to be. But if you know that in the fall going forward, then you just know to put on your calendar, this is when I'm going to need to work this amendment in and this is when I do these, depending on what it is. So in today's blog post, I will link to some additional resources where I have talked about performing a soil test um, and some of those different things in more detail in past episodes. But one of the things I am super excited about that you're going to want to get your hands on and it all, you get it when you pre-order my new book, The Family Garden Plan. So The Family Garden Plan is my brand new book. It will not actually release until January 7th. But if you pre-order it now, then you're going to get access to some very special bonuses. And one of those bonuses is my complete organic soil amendment guide. Actually, you guys, this guide is so detailed. It's over 14 pages and it goes through those 12 macro and micronutrients that your soil absolutely needs in order to produce good, healthy food, including pH level. So actually 13 if we're including the pH level, though I realize that pH level is not a nutrient, (laughs) but it goes through there. It identifies what they are how and why your plants need that nutrient, what it does for the plant, ways to visually tell if it's too high and or too low, and then the organic 
options to amend your soil to bring that level back up if it's too low. And then if there is a way to lower it, if it's too high, the ways to do that. So this is a very detailed guide. And it was actually, we couldn't fit it in the book. It had so much detail. And so I'm like, it's going to be a bonus for anybody who pre-orders the book and buys the book. They're going to get this detailed guide. This is one of the bonuses, actually. But I'm like, this is guide. If you have soil issues, you need this guide. And if you're gardening long enough, eventually you're going to run into some soil issues. So you can get that, all the details on the pre-order, ordering the family garden plan, which the full title is the family garden plan, grow a year's worth of food for your family. You can get all of that at familygardenplan.com. And again, I'll pop a link in there and it'll have all the info you need in order to pre-order it. And then also to claim your bonuses, which there are a ton of other bonuses in there. So you can check out all those too. I won't go through them all on this episode in order to try to keep it short and sweet. Now you're going to want to make sure that you tune back in on Friday because we're going to be going into more on planning and some great ways small ways that make a huge change in your garden and your homestead. So you're going to want to tune into that episode. It's a dandy. Okay. So bye for now. And I will be back here with you in just a few days. 